Welcome to Active Activism, part of the Femon Collective. On this show, my guests share the causes important to them, how they became involved, and why we should be active in our activism. Meow, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Active Activism. I met today's guest through the And I Thought Ladies. They are responsible for the phenom known as So She Slays. Welcome, ladies. Please introduce yourselves and tell us what you do outside of So She Slays. We'll start with Heather, so there's no crossover. (laughs) I was like, who wants to go first? Um, I am Heather Young. I'm the co-founder of So She Slays, and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I do at So She Slays, but when I am not doing that, I am active in video production, both in front of and behind the camera. Uh, so my whole life kind of revolves around media of some sort, entertainment industry, um, acting, hosting, producing, all the things. Um, when you're in the industry, you wear several hats. So <laughs> tis the thing to do. Chance? Hi, I'm Chauncey Woods. I'm actually also the co-founder of So She Slays. Outside of doing So She Slays, which is like everything from like social media all that all the things like heather says i actually work at my actual real job besides so she says i work in the tech spe- space so i do a lot of like learning development and human resources stuff for tech companies so that's me so what is so she slays how do you define what you do Ooh. maybe give us the so she slays origin story oh uh-huh. start off with like sangria at like a <laughs> Like all great things do. (laughs) Our favorite, like, uh, Mexican restaurant in San Francisco. Um, Heather and I were talking about, like, how there's amazing blogs out there, but there's nothing that represents represents what we think of in our 20s at the time, because you can tell we're getting older now, and how we discuss how, like, there's no blogs that, like, look like us, talk like us, and actually have, like, unapologetic voices that people feel comfortable so Heather and I started So She Slays over some sangria, some tacos, some guacamole, which I ate most of it because I love guacamole and Heather's not a big fan. And yeah, and then Heather gives some more background. Yeah. I mean, um, at the times, it was a lot of like the blog sphere was definitely heavily populated and Chauncey's a big blog consumer and I was writing for a few blogs. And it, it, like Chauncey said, like, we just didn't really see uh, any stories like ours. And if we did, it was very sugar-coated. And we are people who are not sugar-coated people. We were very unfiltered. I'm going to tell you like it is, even when it sucks. Yeah. Um, so, and that's just who we are as people. And that's our friendship, right? So when we started So She Slays, it was just a blog. And then it just morphed and took on a life of its own. I don't think Chauncey and I really realized that we were speaking to a bunch of people who felt the same way. And um, yeah, it just took off into this huge social platform movement. And now we have like 700,000 followers across all our platforms. And, you know, where it's causing us to kind of reevaluate to be like, all right, what are our intentions um, with So She Slays? Is there other things we could be doing? Uh, what are other ventures we want to we want to start doing? Um, it's all about just being as authentic as possible, giving a platform for underrepresented voices 
um, because I just don't think that we have enough of that. We are starting to see changes, but yeah, it's slow. (laughs) We want to be something that you can look for and actually see yourself, which is important Mm -hmm. Visibility of yourself when you're reading something or you're looking at our social media. We want to be as honest as possible, but also give people voices like who don't feel like they have a voice, which is important to us. How did you come up with the name? Oh, laid around that for a while. No, like I know we went back and forth for a good minute and we'll ask like our friends and they're like, oh, I don't know if slay is going to be a word that's going to be used in like three or four years. Obviously, it's still working. in it like it, it I don't know I think it was just like I like to listen to a lot of music a lot so I get my like name conventions from like listening to like music all day so I think it just the word slay came out and I was like oh I like that and then yeah I don't it's just it's crazy how we got the name but once we said we're like okay that's it we'll, we'll do it let's let's do it so yeah, yeah you own it <laughs> yeah we're just like let's just do it. let's try and see what happens and it's happening so that's a blessing so one of the things that drew me to your organization when the And I Thought Ladies brought us together was oh, your your mission statement. It's our our unapologetic voice cultivates a community of motivated women who support, encourage, and most importantly, slay together. So oh. it's, it's the type of missive that makes you say, I want to be part of that. Mm. So I for love the, you, those... just made, you just made my heart flutter. <laughs> hear it like read back to you're like oh dang we did that like that sounds so good but yeah it's just something that like we really wanted to give a voice to people who didn't feel like they have a voice I feel like Heather and I throughout our lives like we felt at times that we didn't have a voice either in like elementary school high school college even now and we know how that feels we want to have people embrace their voice and feel seen And that's something that's very key to us. Even though we tell it how it is, there's sometimes that I don't have a voice and Heather has a voice for both of us and vice versa. So like if I can help another person who does look like me or who doesn't look like me have a voice, something very powerful to us. But this site could easily be something that just shares articles or tries to sell things. But it's clear that women's advocacy is important to what you both do. Oh, yes. Like so like women's advocacy is very important to us because, you know, being a woman is just so, so hard for no reason. And to be a woman of color is extra difficult. So our main goal is to always be an advocate for anything that we're feeling strong about. Like social justice is very key to us. It's very important. Mental health is very important to us because, you know, we all have, you know, have mental health issues or we know someone who needs assistance. Um Health is very important, like different organizations like Breast Cancer Awareness is key to us because we've had it in our family. Um, even right now, like we're advocating for drag race, like, you know, drags to be protected, drag queens to be protected. Like that's key. Like these people are so powerful. And why are we trying to silence our voice? You know, that's so crazy to me. So, yeah, I feel like Sochi Slays, like Heather and I have been really advocated, making sure we un- we represent the unrepresented. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking if there's any group of people who could be associated with so she slays, it is drag queens. <laughs> I love it, right? Love it. Um, and I mean, it's just like, it's been really, it's been a, it's been a journey. And I think we didn't, you know, really, again, we, we felt there was not really an intention with this other than to just like showcase 
uh, like stories that don't go, get show, like showcased or don't, you know, aren't uh, heard or put on display. And it has just really morphed into like, like you kind of said, like this, this activism that has shown up in ways that we didn't even really think. I mean, with, with Chelsea and I, we both have things that we are so stinking passionate about. And then, you know, there are things that affect her that don't affect me, but because, you know, we are friends and, and, you know, she, we joke, she's my life partner. She gets, she doesn't get to go anywhere. Um, we're, <laughs> we're together. Uh, <laughs> we have, we have businesses together. Like we have like big accounts together. Like I'm, I'm, this is my life. She's partner. not going anywhere. We, she is my life partner. Um, <laughs> but like we've just been best friends for such a long time and, and there's you know like with anybody that you support the the things that they care about and that matter to them are you know in turn matter to you as well and I think another part of this too is uh we really wanted to take this stereotype of feminist and feminism and really challenge what that means it, because I think you know so many people it's definitely a word it's a buzzword and a lot of people I think associate it with negative connotations and negative aspects and and men hating and you know victim and blah 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 blah, blah right we could go on and on about this list um and I think for her and I we are experiencing what feminism is and what feminists mean and how they show up in spaces and because I don't think that it's a one size fits all thing. And I don't think, you know, and people have said this too, feminism and feminists don't just include women, you know, that that's men too. Like we're all, we're all falling victims of the patriarchy. They men just don't know it. Uh, So (laughs) it's like, but it's, if you sit there and you explain it to them and you're like, you know, these, these ways of thinkings and how you should be and how you should act as a man or what is considered masculine. Like who's telling you that, you you know, and and who's reinforcing that. And even how like freaking women play into the patriarchy without even realizing I I do it. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, you know, but it's part of that. It's a journey. Like no one's going to be a hundred percent correct a hundred percent of the time. So it's like one of those things where you're just like, okay, I'm understanding that this is a journey. This is not a destination, but I'm willing to say when I mess up, like, oh, okay, maybe I am feeding into the patriarchy when I look at that. Like it, in which ways am I doing that? What are my actions saying? What are my voice? Like, what is my writing saying? What am I talking about? Like, Am I doing this unintentionally? A lot of people do. It affects everybody. So Right. We all um, do it. Yeah, we all do it. And so with Chauncey and I, with So She Slays, like this, this is just our platform to, one, help elevate other people's voices, but two, give it space for a little bit of grace that we're all literally just working through this. And it may be right. It may be wrong, depending on where you're coming from, but we're all doing this with grace and out of love and we all realize that this is an issue but there's not a one-size-fits-all solution unfortunately i wish it was it'd be easier it'd be so much easier (laughs) you know i'm marking that last answer as the moment that my producer ria fell in love with you guys (laughs) i love that i'm sorry like it just makes me it just makes me happy when you say like these things about how you feel about social slaves because like even it's been like X 
God, like over five years now, just to hear people say like how they are so like, and just so happy to read about So She Slays and like see us, like it makes us still happy. It's like, yes. makes us, oh, we're still doing good. You're, you're doing wonderfully and <laughs> you're doing it without virtue signaling and without feeling preachy. No, mm. yeah, we have enough preaching people in our life already. Like we have parents, like we don't have preaching. <laughs> I am not your parent. <laughs> like your older sister who'll tell you like, you shouldn't wear the outfit, but like, you know, I'll grab you a drink later with you. Like we're those right. people. Yeah, yes, like that's I, exactly it. It is older sister vibe. Yeah. I, I got you, sis, that kind of thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of grace that comes with that, right? Because even your older sibling, your older sister, your best friend, whatever, however you look at them, you have to understand too that like they're they're just people. We're just trying to figure it out. And it's like we got to be able to have a space to talk about it and ask the questions without being judged for asking the questions. Like I messed up. Like I ask, we ask questions too. So she slays. If we see something like that's going on before we post anything, like especially like with social justice or anything like that, we have to like make sure that we're correctly informed and we learn from our community too, because we don't know everything. We're two, just two regular people. We're not like these, um, these like high hierarchy, like know-it-all people. Like I have to research what's going on. I'm on CNN like, oh, oh, show. let's figure this out. Let's figure out like how we feel. Like, the abortion rights stuff we had to look into make sure that like we know what exactly is going on so we can be informed properly mm -hmm. so that's something like you gotta know what's going on before you speak about it we're not gonna just jump on every social justice or activism because every other platform is doing it we have to know that we understand everything from the in and out so we can actually speak freely about it and actually have you know a conversation with you instead of just a post to post yeah. And you know what? Chauncey says us a lot too. And we do this like in every aspect of our business. It's, and you just said, it's like, you know, we're not preachy. It's because we're, we're talking with you. We're not talking at you. That's our key. And it's one of those things where, you know, Chauncey's absolutely correct. You know, we do ask the people around us like, Hey, is this right? You know, and we have a discussion about it. And like, it's even with like that with our audience too. It's, Hey, what do you think? It's not, this is what you should think. It, it's, what are your viewpoints? I don't know. Because we do understand that there's like lots of different sides to things. And sometimes we do play devil advocate, you know, as far as like, well, what would happen if X, Y, and Z, you know, actually, you know, went into law? What would that look like? What are the ramifications? And understanding that a lot of people live a lot of different lives and that everybody's life isn't, you know, more important than the other just because you either know more about it or they make more money or they have some sort of fancy title. It's like, literally, we're all human. We all have, like, these experiences. Can we just have a conversation, please? Yeah. We all we bleed the same color, right? <laughs> yeah, like, we all do. So, like, like we always say, I'd rather you, we talk together. I'm not talking at, at you. We're talking with you. You just want to know what you're talking about, like. I don't know everything. I'm not Miss Know-It-All. Like, I might seem like it sometimes, but I'm not. Like, I'm not. I promise you guys. And so we're not how does, <laughs> how does no, the not. podcast play into what, you, what you're doing? Yeah, the podcast. So that kind of morphed during the pandemic a little bit. We, um, I've been, like I said, I work in front of the camera, behind the camera, right? And I started out reporting forever ago, like for news and entertainment news. So I've been interviewing people 
for the last decade plus. Um, and I interview, I mean, I've probably interviewed thousands upon thousands of people by now. Yeah. Um, and I think for us, as we started out with the collab portion of So She Slays, the online uh, blog, where it's like we would just do interviews with people because I think a lot of times Chauncey and I, we were talking and we're like, gosh, we just don't see anybody who looks like us or who has a story like this doing, you know, X, Y, and Z or being a part of organizations that invoke X, Y, Z, you know, like all of this stuff. And it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes you do have to see it in order to believe it, right? Like a lot of people say that about underrepresentation in the media and in industry and in different um, different industries itself. And, you know, tech industry is like one of those places as well. Um, so it was our way of being like, hey, these people did it. This is how they did it. This is their words of wisdom. Like they did it. You can do it. And it was that type of a uh, principle that we took to the podcast. And then we kind of just started getting a lot of inquiries of like, hey, thought provoking um, interviews and questions. And hey, did you think about living this way? Did you think, you know, do you know that, you know, your menstrual cycle does X, Y, and Z to your health? Like all of this stuff. And this, like Chauncey and I would come to the table just out of curiosity. Like, what I what I things that I would want to know or questions that I have. We literally just had another podcast too about, you know, Julia Carroll. She is the founder of the Stork podcast. And she talked about choosing to become a solo mom by, you know, going to a sperm bank. She had already done the whole like find the love of her life. That went to crap real fast. She tried to get back out there, but she was feeling like her viability egg-wise to be a mother was slowly slipping away. And she's like, what do I do? You're not going to sit here and tell me that she's the only person who's ever had that question. She may be the only one or one of the few who's willing to talk about it because it's a very like buzzworthy hot topic or whatnot, but she's not going to be the only one who asks themselves that question. And it was definitely surprising to us where, you know, we got a lot of feedback from men. We were like, whoa, this is wild. We've never been really to this part of the internet. Like we only just, we, we normally stay over here. But, <laughs> so it was definitely a moment where we were like, okay, well, we're on to something and you're not going to sit here and tell me this is the only like conversation or this is the only um, woman who's thought of something like this. And again, it's, Sometimes you have to hear other people's stories to be like, you know what? I'm not by myself, which Chauncey always says all the time. Like that's part of our thing with So She Slays. We don't want you to feel like you're alone. You're not at the end of the day. So it feels good. Like I feel like the podcast, like it did evolve through 2020 because, you know, everyone was at home just hanging out. So it's nice to like, we're able to give other people voices on our podcast that you wouldn't exactly here all the time on podcasts those people so it's good to like help represent small brands and founders or new founders or established founders it's just great to have give people a voice because we want a voice too when we first started we didn't have the opportunity because there weren't people giving us a voice so freely do you tend to reach out to guests or do they like send a proposal to you both both yeah it's crazy now people come to us now and then 
it's such a beautiful thing to feel like people want to be on our podcast. Like, oh, they want to be on our podcast. Like, that's so amazing. But then there's people that were like, we would love to have this person on podcast because we feel so connected to them in a way that we need to help. I really enjoyed the clip that you had on Instagram with that guest because she proposed a question that, you know, it had never occurred to me. And I, I probably not quoting it properly, but it was essentially if you had to choose between having the perfect partner, your soulmate, this person that was the best for you, and you knew that you would be happy the rest of your lives together, but you would never have children versus you choose to be a parent. You have that child, but in choosing this, you know that you will never find, you will be single the rest of your life. You will never find that partner. What would you choose? And it was, it sounded like an easy question and then it it wasn't, you know? <laughs> it's a crazy, exactly. but like, yeah, you have to ask, those, you have to ask those questions. And I liked how like she asked like out loud. Cause like, that's something that you don't think you will say out loud in front of your friends or family, Like you keep right. that yourself so I love that podcast I have it I think at 16 my answer would have been easy but I'm not 16 anymore you know right and I mean that's that's like one of the great things about so she slaves right is like you know we again like to ask these open-ended questions we're not saying one way is right and one way is wrong it's have you considered this idea what do you think, you know? Um, and at the same time too, you know, with our demographic, like, yeah, we're very heavy with like the millennial age as far as like the, like, I don't know, I think it's like 25 to 34, like women kind of like, that's our, I guess what the analytics call our main demographic, but we do have our second ones actually fall like right under, like either right under or like right over is like the second tier um, and it's just so inspiring to us because we're like, okay, like this is being thought of like the millennial generation may be, per- may be posing some of these questions and like challenging certain thought processes, but that's spilling over into people who are older than us as well. And, you know, making them question certain things. And then you have the people that are younger than us and they're just like, oh, well, I never really even thought about it like that. And, you know, we, I guess we should consider that. And, you know, you're, you're developing your thought processes there. And then again, we don't say it has to be one way. Like we understand that, you know, as you grow, as you develop, you're going to change. Mindset's going to change. Opinions are going to change all of that stuff. So it's just like a non-judgment aspect as long as you're not trying to hurt anybody, you know? So something that you said makes me want to focus on your Instagram account, the inspirational part of it. Specifically the spirit and self-love and affirmations that you cultivate there. So you have this thing about empowering women from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So in terms of your social media, the Instagram in particular, was that always part of the plan? Or if not, how and when did you make that shift? I just feel like it's always been part of the plan for us. Like just to, it's something that we created because like you said earlier, like you see these Instagram accounts and they're so fluffy and they're just trying to give you these great affirmations to do better, wake up and feel great. Sometimes you feel like crap and it's okay. And it's okay to feel like that. And I think how we base our Instagram, there's no, like everyone always asks, is there a formula how you create your Instagram? No, it's Heather and myself or whoever on our team are like, ooh, that quote hits home to us. And it could be like the most 
wild quilt you have on Instagram and it feels good to us and we'll post it. Like, I think today we have something about when men say they're not going to date you, but they're dating you at the same time. We've all been in those stupid situations with people that we like. Like, we think we're dating, but they're like, oh, just because I'm dating you doesn't think I really want to date you. And you're like, what the hell? Like, what happened here? Like, but I feel like all the stuff that we put on social media comes from what we, as people, feel deep in our soul, we experience. And I think that's why people feel so close to it. Because I like, guess I know I've been in that position at least once in my life, or my best friend or my coworker might be having that moment. And I think that's true to us. Like, it's always about empowering yourself from the inside and out, because if your inside is all messed up, you're not going to be okay on the outside. No matter how much filters you put in your face or makeup or non-makeup, it really is your true form of who you are as a person. And I think the reason why our social media does hit people in a way that they actually like it and they comment, because they feel like they can feel seen and they know exactly they've been at that moment in their life or not. And like... We are out here just trying to like get our life together mentally, physically, financially, health. Like we're in therapy. We love a good therapy session. Like, and we want to make sure that people know like your mental health is just more than just like a face mask and some tea in the morning. Like it's more about figuring out who you are. And if you don't know who you are yet, that's okay. Cause I'm in my thirties and I can tell you right now, I'm still a work in progress and that's okay. And that's going to be okay. And I think when we made Social Slaves, we're in our 20s and we're just graduating from grad school. We're like, what the F do we do with ourselves? And I still feel that way in 30 years old. I'm like, what the F do I do? But at the end of the day, I know for a fact that I can feel seen and provide people a voice to feel seen on our platform. That's the key. Yeah. If you're going through a breakup, yeah, these are the quotes for some bangers out there if you're going through a breakup. But there's also some, like, if you are having issues with, like, jobs and mental health or imposter syndrome, or you're dealing with family or a friend breakup, or just having a good time with your friends, we're here to listen. So that's what's key to our social media formula, just being ourselves and us going through the motions of life. And yeah. it's not a lot about negative things, because sometimes you're saying, hey, claim that win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You earned it. And claim when you are the bad friend. It's okay to be like, hey, I was a bad friend today. There's a couple of posts like this. I am the negative person today and I need to fix that. Because like we all are negative. Like we can't, like we're not perfect. Like I wish I was, but I'm never going to be perfect. Never. <laughs> I know that. And, I mean, like, and uh, it's like, it's quotes, but it's also like, you know, the reels and that kind of stuff that are super relatable in, in the fact where it's just like, oh my gosh, this happened to me today. Or, you know, um, we just did one about like anxiety and this woman is just like, Oh my God, like all these people are wanting me to go out and I have like such a social anxiety and she puts her own spin on it. And it's just, it's funny. And it just makes you go. (laughs) And then like, you just, just keep scrolling because the thing is, is like, sometimes you don't need someone to, or you don't need someone. You don't need to hear it or read it. Like, Oh, positive this, negative that. This is sometimes you just need to laugh and keep it moving. Like sometimes you just need to do that. And I mean, again, it's what Chauncey said. It's kind of like it's all things that we have either experienced ourselves or we need to hear or see ourselves. Um, and again, it's not about being alone. Like there's so many people out there that go through the same thing that need to just hear it, see it, laugh, whatever. And feel okay. Yeah. And feel like, hey, you know, <laughs> America's really good at making you feel isolated. 
in making you feel like you're the only one. I mean, I think society in general, but I think just the way, you know, America, there's been a lot of stories, but a lot of, you know, studies on this too, really kind of goes into this individual type of mind frame and set and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's part of, you know, what makes Sochi Slay special is the fact that we're like, yo, but you're not though. (laughs) (laughs) And We're very 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 grateful and blessed that we have these creators now that are coming out doing these reels and videos about what's going on in their lives that were that actually can reflect other people's lives and we actually are able to like showcase these amazing creators on our platform saying yeah my anxiety sucks my imposter syndrome sucks but hey let me go have a good time this weekend like fun stuff like that because we're actually giving a voice to people who don't feel seen and these creators are doing such a damn good job of it why not promote it on our platforms and then get more visibility too? Because they're doing good work. So let's promote them too. Yeah. And your audience enjoys it. Yeah, they're funny. They're really fun. I'm like, yeah, me too, girl. Me too. I <laughs> so outside of So She Slays, what are some causes that you support as individuals? Oh, geez. Um, I'm definitely, you know, and I think this is, this is probably uh, timely, like just supporting the arts in general, supporting, you know, rep- like underrepresented people and communities in the arts, in media, in entertainment. That's something that I've definitely, you know, Sochi Slice helps with that, that uh, as far as, you know, the goals go um, with helping to give, you know, underrepresented people and voices a platform. But I also think it translates into other aspects. And I mean, that's something that I've dedicated my life to is to just like try and figure out ways to um, tell stories or get people seen, heard and all this kind of stuff. And it's, I mean, it's for myself as well, you know, being um, half Chinese and half Caucasian, like I'm totally Chinese presenting like very few people would be like, Oh yeah, that's a white girl. Um, <laughs> like that's definitely not what goes across. people's <laughs> Um, So, and it's just like that. I mean, it, but I understand too. It's like, that's, you know, fighting that fight as far as like representation in, in entertainment industry in front of and behind the camera is a thing. And it's not just, you know, Asians, you know, there's a lot of uh, groups and voices that don't get heard and not a part of mainstream. And I fully believe that, you know, the things that we consume, TV, music, um, films, they should be represent representative of, you know, the real world, not just what y- you craft together in a cookie cutter form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, I think for me personally, like um, breast cancer awareness has always been key for me because my mom had it like over 10 years ago. She's a survivor, thank God. But also like working with kids who have mental health issues for unrepresented homes. So I worked at a nonprofit a few years ago and the, the what we were advocating was taking care of kids who actually come from homes that come from with mental illness and how they are affected, which is key to me. Like mental health is something I'm, I pride myself on being an advocate for because I suffer from anxiety. So, and I have several friends in my life who have, you know, mental health issues. And I always wanted to be an advocate, but working at the nonprofit with young kids who had mental health issues are dealing with family members with it and not having a voice or a home to take care of really hit home for me. That's so like social justice in that and giving these unrepresented places of kids who are minorities who have no 
where to go because, you know, mental health is not like, you know, talked, talk about in certain communities due to like, you know, stereotypes. So being able to have a voice for that, working with diversity and inclusion is very important to me. Um, and also like mental health and then the drag bill, like, I'm sorry, I grew up with a few drag queens in my life. Like my uncle was gay. My godfather is gay. So that right there has always been key to me, like the drag bill. And like, I'm sorry, like, why in the world are we still having these conversations? Like, and also as a black woman, I'm always going to support black lives. Like, and I'm Afro-Latina too. So, but black women in tech is really important to me. That's a cause about like having the voice of being a black woman, not being the angry black woman is always important to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like abortion definitely is something that Chauncey and I feel actually very, I mean, it's a women's, it's a human issue. It's not even just women. There's so many like fallouts that come from this. Uh, (laughs) Why are we not giving them money? They just don't do abortion. They do breast cancer checks. They do cervical cancer checks. Like why are we not, going to give a voice or give money to stuff like this like they are taking care of like so many things that people are not seeing so but yeah mental health for me is very key and just your fucking health in general like come on now like do better like people but yeah <laughs> i'm like bro we can be on a soapbox for a minute if we don't yeah. stop ourselves <laughs> like, we think about all the causes like we're very like, like, like how many how many can i list here <laughs> hey <laughs> it's active activism so yeah and my sister's a nurse and she tells me all the time about how like different um different minorities are not treated the same in nursing like there's so many like a pain level for me i can't get a painkiller for a for my toe falling off probably but someone who is young like who doesn't look like me can get all the painkillers in the world like i just there's a we can go on all day about social justice but or <laughs> activism, but yeah we're very active in it because we have to be because I never thought that like when I was 18, of course I voted for my, you know, my first time voting and that was a really cool one. And, you know, like, you're just so excited, but you never thought in this, so you have to be so, so active and activism that you have to know everything to stay on top of things because everything's always changing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I like, I've never thought myself as a political person. Like I know, like I know politics because, you know, history class, I love history because that was an easy subject to know in high school is memorization. I suck at math and science. So history is like my thing, but like you have to know everything. You have to know the bills. You got to know your future is protected because shit is changing every day. And like, it's cool to have my older aunts who are like in their seventies talking about, they have to like, we have to be active and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, pop off queen. Tell me about like protect, like protect your body. They can't do our body like that, I'm like this. Okay, pop off, ninety-five year old woman. I like that. Like, <laughs> you to see like our people out here just like fighting for rights, and then you gotta give credit to Gen Z. They're out there doing their thing. So like, and they're having a voice that like I think is making it more acceptable for people to talk about it more out in public. So it's good. But yeah, we're all about activism over here as as, as individuals besides yes. social. So what's the best way that listeners can connect with you and support the work that you do? Um, we are all over the socials at uh, so Slays. Um, it's very easy to find us there. Um, and from there, you can subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the platforms for the podcast. Um, you can also follow the site, SoshiSlays.com. And I'm trying to think if there's any, we have, 
literally are on all the socials. So you're not gonna have a hard time reading us there. Um guys, guys. So if you see like different accounts, they're not us. It's always so she slays, like we're everywhere, like we're all in your face all the time. Yeah, there's no spaces, there's no periods, whatever. We've had so many people try and like steal our stuff. Um, and you know, we our community is lit though, because there- when that happens, we literally just put it on our stories, or somebody will tell us that yeah. it's happening. And then literally we'll put it on all of our stories. And within like minutes, that thing is taken down because it's just like, we're like, report, report, report. This is not us report it. And literally I'm just like, this is amazing. This is when you know that you have such a supportive community that it's like, they're just going to stop it before it starts. Or they're going to even just let us know. And they'll be like, Hey, don't mean to like bug you or slide into your DMS, but this is happening. (laughs) Okay, thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. But yeah, we're very, we're everywhere. And we're so happy that we're able to have a, give people a voice and just look at our account and have a good laugh for the day or feel uplifted for a day or feel like, yeah, I got to do better today. Like, it's just, we want you to feel seen and heard. And if that means that we can provide that daily, we're so happy to have that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we forgot to mention so we do have a creative uh, space. It's called Slay AF Creative Studio. Um, and it's just about like digital marketing and tips and social media and all that kind of stuff. So we have that. Um, we are a creative agency, but we do realize that, you know, not everybody has the resources to hire somebody. So for us, it's more like we have the creative agency, but a lot of our social media is showcases like tips and like how you can kind of you know take your content and what you should be doing or things you should be considering and all that kind of stuff and just honestly things that have totally helped Chauncey and I through the years in building So She Slays and just building a community that is as active and engaging as ours. Yeah we just want to we I believe that we started this because a lot of people don't know how to build a marketing campaign because honestly we had like research this stuff. So we created this agency just to have a voice for people to look at and understand. And also like it started because we want to help small businesses have a voice. And that's always been our passion helping people who don't have what they should have because of money reasons or economy or just like anything. And like, you know, our goal is always to give back to the community. So if Slay AF can help a small business, we're giving back to the community and we're also going to donate to the community too with it. So important to us well we will add that to the show notes oh thank you thank you so much (laughs) in case i have not made it clear i absolutely appreciate what you're doing i want to thank you for sharing your advocacy and for starting so she slays is there anything else you'd like to add to help inspire listeners to be more active in their activism give yourself grace (laughs) yeah Grace and research. Like if you're passionate about something, if you don't know something right, it's okay. Give yourself grace and learn about it and stand up for what you believe in. And also listen to everyone's, listen to all sides and learn from that before you make a rash judgment. Because just because you were raised a certain way doesn't mean that the person next to was raised the same way. And you Mm -hmm. have to stay strong for what you believe, but also feel, feel kind, be kind, be a kind person, be empathetic because people are so mean and rude out here for no reason just be kind that's all you can say be kind and be have empathy 
Well, thank you both very much for being on the show. Thank you, listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. This has been Active Activism, part of the Femon Collective. <laughs>